Welcome to Season 5 of the Life Giver Podcast, a place for honest conversation and hope that will breathe life back into your military or first responder marriage. This is your host, Corey Weathers. I'm a military spouse, clinician, and advocate, and I'm bringing topics that I hear from the service community and counseling room to the podcast, where we can face the challenges of this lifestyle together. Welcome to the Life Giver Podcast. This is your host, Corey Weathers. Like I said in previous um, episodes, we are trying in season five to highlight a few more resources um, simply because everybody talks about there being a ton of resources, but and that we're oversaturated with resources, maybe, but we rarely know about them and know how to use them. And then we find ourselves completely stressed out, like I was in the last <laughs> season. So I'm really excited to have Kelly Artis with me today. She's a good friend and she is with Millie. And we're going to talk all about um, how you can PCS, how you can move in a way that does not completely disrupt your sanity and probably your marriage and your parenting (laughs) and all of that. So I'm really thankful to have you with me, Kelly. Um, Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I know, I know, I know. So I really, I honestly heard about Millie back in 2015. Um, and I just knew it was a really amazing concept um, that would really help people PCS and move and relocate in a way that was just a little bit easier. And it's, it's such a disruptive part of uh, military families' lives. I know for mine and, and all of season four, I think everybody kind of listened to me whine and complain and have a nervous breakdown through that last PCS. <laughs> and so um, I'm really thankful for what you guys are doing. So why don't we just take a couple minutes and would you mind just sharing with everybody a little bit about what Millie is and how you join joined it and, um, and kind of what you do within Millie that, cause you've, you're doing a lot of things and you're doing a lot of mm-hmm. things really well. So share with everybody a little bit of the story of Millie. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head. It came from a pain point. Um, we're a veteran owned company and our entire team is staffed with military spouses. Um, and we all know intimately the stress and struggle of having to uproot every couple of years. I mean, yes, it's an adventure. It's so amazing. It's so fun. Uh, but the reality is like, it's hard to do. Um, so, uh, like most other uh, military spouse and military family resources, like I said, came from a pain point. We decided uh, it didn't have to be as stressful as it is. Um, a lot of times, I think the traditional, like historic way of PCSing just doesn't work for families anymore, right? Like we're not living on the installations anymore. We are predominantly choosing to live in the communities that surround the installations. Uh, so the, the the resources like, you know, the housing office or walking, you know, it used to be, you know, the, the military would come, they'd pack your stuff. You have 10 days to get across the country or whatever. You show up at housing, they give you keys to a house, you walk in and you unpack and then you start your life and you have your grocery store and you have all of the amenities that you want, like right there in the gate. Uh, when's the last time you did that, right? <laughs> it actually hardly ever happens that way. Now we want to work. You know, spouses are looking for employment. They want to get rooted in the communities. They want their kids to have opportunities that maybe don't exist on the installation or you know, whatever the case is, we're living outside the gates. Um, and the, the military, like official resources, don't really dive into that that much. And, and you know, why should they, right? Like they, they're taking care of things on the installation. So we recognized a need um, our founders, like I said, are two veterans. Uh, Ken Robbins, our CEO's wife, was a real estate agent, a uh, military spouse real estate agent. And she moved into the D.C. area at some point in their career and realized that she was having to like start over at the bottom 
of all of the totem poles, so to speak. She had no clients, you know, just arrived in town. Everyone's like, oh, you haven't been here long enough, you know, to be a top producer or to have like, you know, top billing in the agency. She's getting, you know, the most, not the most amazing kind of jobs, right? (laughs) Until she decided, you know what? I'm going to focus on what I know. I don't know this area yet, but it doesn't make me not a good agent, right? So I'm going to focus on helping military families uh, transition. So she started doing that. We realized there was a need for a way to more easily connect uh, military families with trusted uh, real estate agents and, you know, provide service providers that know the lifestyle, first and foremost. I mean, I know you talk about this a lot, Corey, cultural competency is huge when it comes to uh, people that you're placing your trust on or in and uh, helping you with stressful stuff. And that goes for therapy. And that also definitely goes for big decisions like buying a home. So they created a referral network uh, all of our agents are called agent heroes. They, the first requirement is that they have to have a military affiliation, be it a uh, military spouse or a veteran. Um, they also have to meet some pretty stringent other vetting criteria to ensure that we're uh, pairing folks with uh, not only military affiliated agents, but people that are doing this full time, have done quite a few transactions, uh, know what they're doing. Um, this is you know, essentially how they pay their bills kind of thing. So we know that if you come to us in a stress moment, we're going to pair you with somebody that you can instantly uh, start running with. Because we, we know we don't have time to sit and rehash our whole life to someone uh, when maybe, or explain, you know, oh, I can't go look at the house uh, because I'm having to move within a month. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like recon trips, so to speak, are a luxury that a lot of us don't have. So on top of that, we wanted to offer just a ton of free resources to people who are doing the online research ahead of time. Because, right? Okay, so <laughs> what what's happening right now for a lot of families? So we're recording this on in February. Um, most people either have maybe soft borders at this point in time or are, you know, contemplating options. They know they have two or three places that they may or may not be headed to this summer. Um, and people are online. They're doing that research, right? They're in the Facebook groups. They're asking all the questions. They're looking up schools and they're looking up all these things. And we just realized that it was really hard to find consistent information. So there's no real way to compare apples to apples, right? So if you're looking at two or three different duty stations, not like you really have a choice. I mean, sometimes you can <laughs> you can influence those orders, but a lot of times, you know, you're, you're basically told where to go, but people want to start orienting their reality around what, what is life going to look like in seven months? Um, not only like what decisions are we going to make to get there, but what is our life going to look like? What kind of wardrobe do I need to invest in? What are some of the things that I need to start preparing my kids for? Um, all that sort of stuff. So we wanted to offer resources that are um, objective, first and foremost, that are curated by military spouses. So all of the information on our, on our website, we did focus groups from people that have actually been stationed there. So it's not just Googled. It's not just, you know, Wikipedia or whatever, like it is like people that were actually there. And I sat down with them in on conference calls and, and, you know, in person and, Hey, pretend like I'm moving here and I'm your best friend. Tell me everything I need to know. So it's very highly curated information. Um, it's very relevant and pertinent to the things that we are all looking for. Um, like where's target? <laughs> is there a target? Right. <laughs> <laughs> things like that. Um, you know, I mean, you want to start replacing all of the things you're, we call it pattern of life. You need to start reestablishing that, um, as quickly as possible. And we're huge fans of doing that before you move rather than once you get there. 
So. Well, I am so, so thankful for this because um, like you said, that cultural competency is so important. And, you know, I have worked with landlords, right, that didn't understand the military lifestyle mm-hmm. or um, I've even had those run-ins with real estate agents that didn't fully understand. I mean, I, there was this one time where they were wanting a closing and they just threw a date out there like, you know, we expect <laughs> you to come by on this date in another sure. state. You sure. know, and it's like, can we have a conversation about that? Because I'm sure. like five states away, right? Sure. So it's just being able to have those conversations. And you're right, this is PCS season. We just received mm-hmm. our orders. We're going to be moving to Fort Hood. And mm-hmm. um, we're really excited about that. But, um, you know, I remember a mentoring spouse telling me years ago, um, I, I think I was asking her, how does PCS impact your family as, um, as you get older and as your kids get older? Mm-hmm. And she was the first person to really just be honest with me and say, you know, in the beginning years, especially when you're a brand new military spouse, and this, it's okay, you know, every family has to do their, their thing and what works best for them. But for what she said to me at the time, and it was true for me and our family, was that in the beginning years, especially when you're a brand new military spouse, it's really valuable to live on post and experience the community Mm -hmm. and experience Mm -hmm. living in housing and having access to CYS or childcare and those elementary schools and really letting the community take care of you. I found, especially when it was during a deployment and I had never been through it before, Mm -hmm. and it honestly changed my life in such a great way. Mm-hmm. But she was saying that as your kids get older, you know, middle schools, it's not common, maybe on Fort Hood, or I know in Colorado at Fort Carson, there's a middle school on post. There's a few posts that have a middle school. But as your kids get older, the schooling is going off the installation, and then mm-hmm. you're having to look into that community. And that's been true of our family too. As our kids have gotten older, it's kind of positioned us to have to look into the community right. if we want to look into those really good schools for our kids. And so, Um, And like you said, for work opportunities and all of that. And so it's almost, it does create that level of stress and there's so much more to look at. And you're looking at more than just one school or one, you know, neighborhood that housing (laughs) would you into. You're now looking at all kinds of neighborhoods from a distance where you may not even be able to drive down the street before you move there. Like the first time you see that house is, is when you're about to move in. And that's really stressful for a lot of families. Yeah. So, I mean, A, yes, exactly. And I I agree fully with, I was one of those people who was like, I'm never going to live on base. Like, that's just not going to be my thing until I lived on base at one duty station. And it was like, wow, this Mm -hmm. is incredible. And Mm -hmm. I think it, I think it varies, you know, like you said, for each family and what their needs are and priorities are. And that's one thing too, that we're big proponents of as well is like, take inventory. What are your priorities? Like, what is important to you? Are you willing to sacrifice a commute for a larger house or, you know, figure out what those things are for you and your family and for your service member, you know, who's going to be driving in or off base every day, whatever that is, whatever that looks like. But um, we don't, we certainly don't push people in any way either on the website. Mm -hmm. Like, so that was, that's some of the input that we get. And there's some duty station guides that we have that say specifically like, Hey, try to get on base here. Like mm. this is a, this is one of these kind of communities. This, depending on what your service member is doing, like what is the op tempo? Like, are they going to be home much? If not, you might want to think about living closer. And, and this is what most people say. This is the experience that we've um, kind of gathered and and what we understand at this duty station. So ask questions about this. Reach out to people. Make connections. These are the types of things that you want to start thinking about and considering when you're making ho- like choices on housing. 
Well, I think that goes a long way because I think, well, I'm even seeing here at Fort Leavenworth, they've done a great job on their Facebook pages, um, the spouse's Facebook pages by setting up families for success when they're moving in. And, mm-hmm. and you may not find that in every community, but that's a big, that's like the top question that everybody asks is what is your yeah. perspective here? What is your experience mm-hmm. been? What would you recommend based off of your time there? And so being able to have that already pulled together in one mm-hmm. website where you can find, and we're going to talk about your Facebook group as well, because that's an outstanding Mm -hmm. resource too. But having all of that in one spot where you can feel like you're doing research that's not just like you said, Google, but is from actual families Mm -hmm. that are um, telling you about what their their experience is like. Yeah. you brought up commutes. I have to just say, so the the DC area is notorious for um, like, if, especially if you go to um, a lot of like real estate agent sort of websites and relocation guides and things. It's notorious for saying like everywhere is twenty minutes away. Like, yes. oh, you're going to be stationed at Fort Belvoir. You could totally live in Bethesda. Twenty minutes. Like, oh my um, goodness. I'm going to tell you right now. No, no, no. <laughs> like, so, so we spend a lot of time just for an example on our DC guides, like orienting people about like the traffic is real. The traffic is real. The traffic is real. And we do these mm-hmm. awesome like crafts. And we actually had at most of the places that we have guides for, we had our scouts. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about at some point, but the military spouses that we compensated to go out and gather information, take the photos. We wanted to see what does this look like through your literal lens? What does life mm-hmm. here look like? Um, and then drive these commutes for us. I'm at Fort Bragg right now. Fort Bragg is gigantic. And Fort Bragg has several different huge units. And depending on where your service member will be, who they'll be working with could definitely influence where you should think about living. Um, there are four counties that people could live in while stationed at Fort Bragg. <laughs> um, then those are just the ones that touch the installation. So depending on like have conversations with your service member, where are you going to be working? Do you know what unit you'll be with? And we try to point those things out on the maps as well. Again, like kind of shaking off all the stuff you don't need. Right. Because so if you go on Google Maps, you're going to see you're just going to be flooded with a lot of information. It's overwhelming. So we try to like wash all of that off to give you the most pertinent stuff to start making those early decisions. So commute well, is and you, big. <laughs> and you brought, up, you brought up working and that a lot of spouses are working even from home or remote jobs more mm-hmm. than ever. And that is so true. And Matt and I recently had a conversation about that in thinking about housing and um, you know, in fact, there's some research coming out um, that's looking at some of these installations and how, and just looking at how are they doing with everything from mental health to mm-hmm. how they're doing with um, access to food, even. And oh, sure. um, it's really interesting. And like Hood, you know, spoiler alert, Hood is actually one of those posts that we're concerned mm-hmm. about. And that's yeah. that surprised me at first because I thought, well, Hood is so huge. Surely that everything that you need is at Hood. You know, it's one of the, Mm. like brag, it's like one of those big installations. And one of the things that Matt and I were talking about is some of that comes down to housing because, you know, so many families are working from home or spouses are working from home now that, you know, I require an office in my, Mm -hmm. in my house to work from home, especially if I'm doing counseling where I need HIPAA Mm -hmm. compliant confidentiality and all that, I need a separate office. And if you're living on an installation and they're already limiting your bedroom size based off of the number of kids you have, Mm -hmm. there's not traditionally office space that's located on housing. And so even a spouse's job is going to 
if they're working from home, might require them to get a different kind of house or a different um, layout in their house, which would maybe force them to look off post. And then those prices go up and then that impacts Mm -hmm. commute. It impacts schooling. It, I mean, just that one little tiny variable can impact so much and can impact their finances and then what they can then afford to provide for their family. And so something as small as what do we do with our home and where do we live? And I mean, it really does impact a spouse's job and the rest Mm -hmm. of the family. So this is a huge, um, it's almost like a spider web, like one variable can impact so much. Yeah. And Corey, I mean, just to talk about things that we're concerned about, I mean, we can talk about housing too. I mean, there's, there are Mm. some concerns and not Mm -hmm. to say like this base or that base, you know, is called out or whatever, but obviously there's a microscope on the situation happening with, um, environmental concerns, the maintenance, you know, capabilities of the housing companies and the quality of houses that we're moving our families into. So one thing that we're paying attention to at Millie specifically is the fact that um, we're trying, we also do a lot of education for real estate agents to help them become more culturally competent um, if they are serving a military community. So we, we have conversations like this a lot with them, like, listen, no, this is not your chance to like swoop in and try to convince people to buy a house when maybe they shouldn't, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is your chance to be empathetic to a stressful situation. There are families coming into your area that may have traditionally always just confidently relied on base housing. Yep, we're going to live on base. That's what we do. Now the stuff is coming to light. Maybe they're realizing, oh, my kids were really sick when we lived at that base or, you know, whatever Mm. the, the situation is. And now they're considering and opening up their minds to other alternatives. But think about how scary that is. If you were just, if you're always an on-base kind of person and you just, that's, yeah, that's where we live. That's what we do. Now you're thinking, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I trust that system any longer. Now what? Right. And now you're like, Mm -hmm. Oh my God, what do I do? Do I rent a house? Do I buy a house? What city do I even live in? What's think about just being bombarded with now all of these decisions that you've never considered before. So we're just trying to stay like sympathetic to that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, help people through that in a way that's calm and reassuring and packed with as much information and like resources to teach people how to make these decisions and how to make these evaluations so that they're not making bad decisions and putting themselves in maybe a worse environment than they would have been otherwise. But I mean, you know, it's just there's so much and it's so little time. The, the timelines right. are so compressed a lot of times that we're making them under making choices and decisions under stress. And that's rarely a good thing to do. So, yeah. Well, let's talk about the psychology of all of that for a second, um, just simply because that's where I could really um, no yeah, doubt. And that I'm so you, you and I, you and I, before we jumped on and, and hit record, we were talking about um, the Maslow's ladder and how that we had, I had touched base on that like a few mm-hmm. years ago. And I know for me, taking a look at Maslow's ladder and the military spouse lifestyle or the military family lifestyle really blew my mind when I figured it out and found it. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is really what our families are going through. No wonder we're struggling. No wonder we're not getting connected um, because we're so focused in those survival basic steps that it's taking Mm -hmm. us so long to get to this place where we can find connection within our community. um, That So I would love for you to kind of share a little bit about how Maslow's Ladder and understanding those basic steps of wellness um, impacted your approach to Millie. Well, so I have to give you huge props and kudos because I had just joined the Millie team um, back when I think the first event that I did with them was actually 
a conference in Norfolk, I think, that you spoke mm-hmm. at is when we mm-hmm. met um, and you gave your talk on Maslow. And it just resonated so hard with me, mainly because it's just the, the time in my life that I was like reevaluating all the things like, what am I doing in my life? You know, whatever. Um, why is it so hard? That was a question that I kept coming back to. Like, I am capable. I am competent. I am smart. We had gone through like two or three back-to-back PCSs, like three in like two and a half years kind of thing. Mm. And um, I'm like, I am not handling this well. Like, this is hard. Um, I want to say in that moment, we had just moved to North Carolina and I still had boxes from two months ago that I just shut the door and didn't even bother. Like I was not doing mm. doing it well, right? And I, I'm like, what, we always focus, I think, on more of the like higher level stuff when we have these conversations with people, like especially with the struggles of service marriages and, and things like that, because we're like, we, we're looking for belonging and we're looking for community mm-hmm. and all those sorts of things. But the reality is, is that we're continually losing those things once we've climbed right. up that ladder, right? To get to the place where we're able to focus on creative endeavors and hobbies. That's a luxury, right? That you yeah. have to be fairly stable to experience. So you go backwards down the ladder, which which, which is what we're experiencing every couple of years, with that basic tier, the food, water, shelter um, has to be figured out for you mm-hmm. to be able to climb any higher. So if you think about the fact that we don't have housing, you know, even for the moment that we're maybe don't, you know, even if it's just like the, okay, hey, honey, we're going to be moving next year. I don't know where, but it's a possibility. I feel like that's when that moment hits. I when agree. the ladder starts crumbling is that hey, I have some news, <laughs> we need to talk. That's when that starts to fall apart because you can't put it back together. And think about us as a community, right? Like we're doers, we're fixers, we're you know problem solvers. This is what we do. But there's this limbo that we're always kind of sitting in where I can't make moves yet. Like I can't do anything. I can't make decisions because things are still so up in the air. Um, so so that- Kelly, let me pause you just for yeah. one second. Um, first of all, I, I had not ever thought about the fact that that um, period of waiting, like Matt and I have the the joke or the phrase, the inside joke that it all can change in a lunch hour because for some reason, sure. PCS <laughs> orders always come at lunch. I don't know. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. And then by the like time they guys, get home, it's like, so oh. I, I think I now have like a PTSD response. Like I can see... Mm-hmm. I can see yeah. the look on my husband's face. I can even hear yep. it through the phone when he knows something that he has to tell yep. me. And yep. now I'm like, just say it. Like, just Corey, say it. Yes. Yes. Right. And sometimes and it's he's like, like, actually, no, I was just going to ask you where we're going to go for dinner. Yes. It's <laughs> exactly like, no. what it is. And I'm like, yeah. Oh my gosh, I have a problem. I have a really right. big problem. But um, let's just pause for just a second. To, I'm definitely going to put a link in the show notes for those um, who maybe have not heard that episode on Maslow's Ladder so you can mm-hmm. hear it in full. But I'm going to give like the super speed version. So basically yeah. Maslow had this... Um, theory of development. And we all want to have that identity and purpose in our life. We all want to like what he calls self-actualize to experience the fullness of ourselves, to feel like we know who we are and know what we love to do and that we experience joy. And I think that's something that we're always pursuing and always craving. But he basically said, there's a ladder to get there. There's like seven steps, if you will, seven rungs of the ladder that you have to go up in order before you can even get to a place where you're even able to think about joy and um, and mm. that self-actualization and, and fulfilling your purpose. And so the bottom rung, like um, Kelly was saying, is that food, shelter, 
basic necessities, sleep, even sex is in there. Mm -hmm. Um, But those basic needs that are in there in that bottom rung. And then the next one is um, safety and security. And the thing that blew me away is there was one part of his theory and I didn't find it everywhere. There was just one place I found where he included uncertainty in Mm -hmm. that security. Because usually we think safety and security is just physical safety. Like, are you in a safe home that's not abusive or that sort of thing? Or do you physically feel safe? Like you're, you know, safe Mm -hmm. from a tornado hitting or something like that. But um, he also is saying that it's emotional security. And so when I saw that word uncertainty, I was like, oh my gosh, we're living there all the time. We are always living in a place of uncertainty. So that's only the second rung of the ladder. And then third was... I think it was love and belonging, um, where you feel like you know where you belong and um, you're around people that you love. Um, by the way, that security is also a place of structure. That's that um, second rung is mm-hmm. also when you're talking about getting your kids back in a routine, finding your own routine, and miss you haven't been to the gym for a month because you've been moving and you're starting to crave mm-hmm. that routine again. So third would be love and belonging. Then you get to the next rung, um, which is like the cognitive, um, where you get reading again, or you really start learning something new, or you have the bandwidth and space in your mind to even think about what you would like to mature in or have that level of personal growth. And then beyond that is like what she was saying for like beauty and experiencing nature and going to an art gallery and um, experiencing kind of the aesthetics of joy around you. And then we find purpose. So that would be kind of (laughs) the rungs there. And so like you said, we're always wanting and craving those top rungs of the ladder. But um, basically what we were talking about is that we're cycling in like the bottom three all the time. We get Mm -hmm. all the way to love and belonging where maybe we connect with our neighbors or we're going to some of the programming or some of the things that are available to you at the installation or in the community. And then like you said, you hear we might move next year. We just don't know where. Mm -hmm. And that uncertainty just crumbles everything. And I had not thought about that, Kelly, that really we do crumble down. Yeah. And it's so, and it's the liminal space, right? In between, you know, what you can control, what's happening around you and when you're settled again. And it's for a lot of, like some people have a higher tolerance for that than others. Um, and I will say too, like, I know this, it, you know, a lot of times when I go down these rabbit holes, I feel like we're like being all ho-hum. I will say that I think our community has a natural gift or maybe it's a learned gift um, of being able to do this more quickly. We get really adept at like reestablishing those wrongs. Whereas I think folks that maybe don't experience the transitions and the continual like turnover that we do um, may struggle a little more. Um, So, you know, I definitely think that think about how quickly we make friends, right? I know it's been my experience. You can literally meet someone at the park and be like military. Okay, cool. And then you know, emergency <laughs> contact, that whole thing, right? Like, and it, I, I had a friend once um, when we lived in California, and she was a local friend. She's not military affiliated, and I jumped right in. I was like, "Hey, I like you. You're my people." And she was like, "Wait, what?" Like, she was like, "You're coming on a little strong." And once we got to know each other a little more, she's like, "How do you do that? Like, how did you just like you like got here and had like a whole gang of people that you were able to hang out with?" I was like, "You get real." good at learning who you're going to sync with, right? Now, I'm not encouraging anyone to be judgmental in that way. (laughs) Like, don't go around like sniffing people out like that. But you do learn really quickly, like, okay, these are going to be my people. These are the these are the the traits that I know that I sync well with. This is what I look for. This is the gift that I bring to a community. 
um, those sorts of things. And she was just like, wow, I can't believe how quickly you jumped in. I was like, we don't have time. I only had 18 months there. If I wanted any connections, I had to make them extremely quickly so that I could max out the opportunity to know those people while I was there. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I think, we, I think we do have a gift in that way. I also think if we free up the headspace and the bandwidth, like you just said, um, by making housing decisions super early, just go ahead and get that out of the way. Like, don't stress over that for six, seven months. And then what we do, typically what happens is people finally get moved. They, you know, maybe they have this, and it's always stressful. It's never smooth. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> Something always goes really wrong during your actual PCS. We, Millie doesn't help with any of the actual like moving trucks situation, like the actual logistics necessarily. Um, so we can't help you there. We'll commiserate with you. We'll hold your hand. That's about all we can do. But if you know, if you have an address, like literally, if you have an address, think about how much more like, like how much more confidently you can do the move, right? Like your stuff doesn't have to go to storage in some random warehouse somewhere with 85 people touching it, moving it, breaking it. And you know, whatever, like you can go door to door if you have the option. I know that's not available to some people in all circumstances, but um, you have an address you've got your utility set up, you mentioned working from home, you can already have your Wi-Fi <laughs> figured out, you know, um, just all of these little things can help you free up so much more like mental space to be able to conquer things like, ah, I'm going to go to this yoga class that I saw at the new place. And I'm going to try to make some new friends because that's, that's what I need to be healthy and, and whole and happy. Um, I don't know, I just think it 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 allows for so much more opportunity to adjust well and to acclimate more quickly, learn your new community once you get there. And that way you're not spending, you know, four, six months after the move alone in your house with your boxes and um, not doing well. So, yeah. No, I love that you brought that up because you're right. Like we can um, look at that negatively and say, poor us, we never get to self-actualize, right? But right. I think the positive here, and this is why I love... Angela Duckworth's definition of grit is that um, there is some element of struggle in life that, first of all, is unavoidable, but mm -hmm. regardless of whether you're military or not, but, but right. that there's some element of struggle that deepens our character and makes us grittier and makes us even more capable to um, maybe hopefully, especially with the help of a resource like Millie, be able to jump into that bottom rung of the ladder when we have to move, but climb the ladder faster mm -hmm. um, because we have experienced it. We have the resources around us. We don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. Instead of that breaking us down over time and making us more resentful and exhausted, instead mm -hmm. we can say, you know what? I'm going to dig deep in my character. I've learned something about myself. I'm a capable person that can utilize the resources in the community around me. And I can start to climb that rung faster, knowing that I don't have to do it all myself. I can actually get the help that I need to get faster to that third or fourth rung yeah. and pick up my life again. Hi, everyone. Corey here. You know, I love superheroes. And one of my favorite things to do is to lead service couples and individuals through strengths coaching. Kind of like discovering you have superpowers, you would be amazed at what you've been created to do, you just may not know it yet. I've led hundreds if not thousands through their strengths journey and I've seen couples increase communication, reduce conflict, and my favorite is when I see a military or first responder spouse finding their identity again 
after years of revolving around the service lifestyle. Strengths coaching can be done online and is not counseling, so we can work together regardless of where you are today or are going tomorrow. As a certified Gallup Strengths Coach, I can help you see your worth again and even help you see your spouse with new eyes. Head on over to life-giver.org and go to Work With Corey to schedule your first session. I'm giving all of my listeners 15% off their first session with me just to try it out. Simply use the promo code FIRST at checkout. Thanks for listening and thanks for spreading the word about the podcast. Okay, so I was hoping you would share a little bit more about the actual resources that people can find. Like you've already talked about the, there's a fantastic map on Millie where mm-hmm. um, you can search for those real estate agents, the, um, the help even. I love this thing that Millie does where you can have a military spouse, correct me if I'm wrong, but a military spouse mm-hmm. can go and look at those houses for you and, and give you some of that information. Is that right? Yes. That's my favorite part. Okay. So, um, we have the, the installation. So step one, you think, you know, where you're going, go on the site, go to find a base, and then you go look up your duty station and you're going to read, 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 and have all this really awesome information to help start like orienting you around like where you think you want to live. And you're making decisions up front. You're going to decide, are you going to live on base or off base? Are you going to rent or are you going to buy? Right. So those are your first kind of big choices. So start figuring that out with some of the resources that we have. We've got some eBooks too that you can download. They're all free um, to help you kind of, like we said, take inventory of your family and your needs and what you're looking for when you get there. Um, Once you have decided if you're going to rent or buy, a lot of times, uh, sometimes you can find real estate professionals that are interested in helping uh, military families find rentals. The the deal with that is that a lot of times they don't. Um, essentially, they, you know, they're not making the commission that they would on a, the sale of a house, right? So um, they can help you, but the reality is, is the bandwidth for that for them, um, as far as their professional lives, is probably not always high. So we have this network of military spouses called Scouts. You can hire a scout to go and do like recon, is what we call it for you. So if you found a couple of houses, And um, we actually, Corey, just introduced a new listing service. You're going to be able to look up actual homes available now soon on the site uh, for each duty station. So if you have a home that you're maybe trying to sell or you're listing for rent yourself, you can um, go ahead and list that on our site so that while people are reading about their installation, they can also then see your house uh, float by on the snazzy little graphic. Um, But yeah. That's amazing. So we're so excited. (laughs) Um, Okay. So if you can't afford to do a recon strip, because let's be real, a lot of people can't. Um, I like to go see the house ahead of time before I sign a lease. But I mean, a lot of people sign sight unseen just because they want that address, right? They want to have things decided and figured out. What if you could just hire somebody to go through and do a professional like FaceTime tour of the home for you, right? They're going to tell you things like, Ooh, there's a closet over here that wasn't in the photos on the listing. And yikes, there's like something going on in here you need to know about. (laughs) Um, or we've had scouts do tours and, um, just let the homeowner know, or the, the potential tenant know like, Hey, house was great, but there was a real strong cat pee odor. Um, and the family was allergic. Um, so that could have been a problem that they would have signed a lease for because the photos were great. The house was fantastic. Or, you know, maybe there's a penitentiary across the street that didn't show up <laughs> in the listing. Or, you know, there could be any number of things um, that having just an extra objective set of eyes, uh, just go and check it out for you. Um, 
can really help in alleviating a lot of stress and help you make confident decisions. So they're just providing more data for you to make make those decisions. Um, scouts also help with a lot of times people will buy homes and they will leave them as rentals and they want to self-manage the property as military landlords. Um, and you can hire a scout to help and assist in tasks with that. So maybe you just need somebody to like, you know, swap out the keys for a new tenant or let the painter in when it's vacant in between tenants. And instead of having to travel back from Germany, let's say, um, you could hire a scout to do those sorts of tasks for you. Kind of like TaskRabbit is the way we frame it. Um, and yeah, I mean, they're fantastic. They're, they're all military spouses. They have all PCS. They can help with all kinds of things. We've had people ask for help with their HHG moves, like the, when their household goods get delivered and they need an extra set of eyes helping check off the inventory. Um, we've had requests for that. We've had, um, we've had scouts. You mentioned earlier in the conversation, you you, want to know what it's like to just drive. Like we've had scouts do like time-lapse videos driving from a home Mm. to the installation. How cool is that? And you get to literally see what it's like to live there and see what it's like to to look around out your window um, or what it's like to go to Target kind of thing. So um, yeah, they're fantastic. They're just fountains of knowledge and information. You can tap them for all kinds of questions like, hey, what's this like? What's that like? We've even had some hand deliver um, school records because the school didn't accept faxes or emails and they needed somebody to just literally walk um, registration information into the school. So they, they had a scout I mean, do that for them. This is like a PCS personal assistant almost. Kind of. Yeah. Right. And it, <laughs> I love the so fact great. that it's also supporting, you know, military spouses yep. that, um, are, are earning an income this yes. way. And I think that's fantastic too. I want to point mm-hmm. out something that you just said that, um, actually came up this week. Then when I was working with someone this week, um, I think that a lot of times, especially when we PCS, we military spouses typically think that we are supposed to be able to handle it all by ourselves and that we're supposed Mm -hmm. to be really strong and that we should just figure out a way, um, even when the military hands you a really difficult situation. And I actually Mm -hmm. spoke with a military spouse this week who was moving Oconus. They're coming back in the States and the timing of getting their household goods is coming right when her spouse has to TDY. And um, without giving too much information, um, she's got a medical condition where she can't lift more than 10 pounds. And I remember... I remember talking to her and I was like, you know, you don't have to do that by yourself. You know, something is as easy as calling a military spouse, even if you don't know them, that there are military spouses out there that understand what that um, experience is like, or have complete empathy for what you might be going through. And just having someone there doing that um, household goods bingo Mm -hmm. of getting things off the truck when they've done it a million times can be such a huge amount of support. And I I said to her, Yes, you could. You could do it by yourself. But what is it going to cost you tomorrow? Because I think that these things rob you of joy the next day. We think we're just going to get through it today. But really what we're saying is we're taking joy and energy. We're borrowing it from the next day or the next week, trying Mm -hmm. to get through it today when we just have to kind of zoom out like Google Earth and just kind of go, you know, I have a support network and I have something mm-hmm. like Millie to be able to reach out and go, these are things these scouts can do. And there's no shame in asking for that help when you need it. Yep. Why work so hard and work yourself into the ground trying to figure out a way when you've made a way through Millie? 
Oh my gosh. And so actually I want to, I want to talk, I want to dig a little deeper into this. So I think a lot of times people feel like I don't want to ask for help because I don't want to burden another person, right? That's usually how that goes. I mean, and I'm exactly one of those people. Um, So we get this question occasionally. um, A lot of times it's just curiosity more than anything, but people are like, well, why would I pay for that? Why would I pay someone for that? When I have a network and I have friends and I have people that would do this for me, I'm fine. I'll ask in the Facebook group, will you go you know, take photos of this house for me? And yeah, of course, there would be people to jump up and volunteer to do that. Maybe once or twice. They're probably not mm-hmm. going to do it four times. Right. Um, and they have their own lives and you know whatever. So if you're willing to do that or you have the network of people available to you and, you're, and it's within your like comfort zone to ask for the help, then by all means, like please do. But we understand that A, not everyone has the network, right? B, not everyone is comfortable asking for free help. Some people would prefer to pay for a service. Um, and then in the, it's funny, like all of our scouts end up becoming like friends with their clients. <laughs> like we'll see like those of course, it's coffee like, shops and whatever, but it's almost like a it's safe like saving way your life. Like, yeah. It's like a safe way to kind of break that seal. Right. Like it's like, right. I'm not comfortable asking for like charity or help, but I'm okay to pay you to come help me. Like it's paying a babysitter or paying a, right. you know, a, a house cleaner. We outsource a lot of stuff nowadays. And I think that there is becoming a shift, especially with more folks working and having the available income to be able to do this. And we're not talking about a lot. I mean, we're talking about really not anywhere near what that military spouse's time is actually worth. Well, that's a conversation for another day, but <laughs> it's still it's still paying another military spouse for her time and valuing her in that way, him or her. Um, and then, um, I don't know, I don't think it's ever a bad thing to support our community. And I'm adamant about the fact that we all have value um, and we are and we have monetary value and we can charge for our time. So, um, you know, our service, I think, has been a life and just a godsend for a lot of people who found themselves in that place of, I'm not comfortable asking for a favor, but I would Mm -hmm. love to hire someone. So um, yeah, I just love it. And our scouts are doing great. I mean, they have helped so many people last year. It was a huge year for them. Um, They're earning income. It's not like a crazy job. Like they're not like continually like busy or tied up. You know, it's super flexible. They can move with it. They're independent contractors. They make their own rules. We just provide the marketplace and let them go and do their thing. So, well, I think this is great. So, like, I just um, went to the website and I looked up Hood because that's where we're going. Uh-huh. And it's surprising for all the scouts that you have. There's so many scouts that you have, even just for Fort mm-hmm. Hood. But mm-hmm. there's, it's amazing to me um, how many of these scouts are offering just to be that helping hand. Like you do yeah. have, you know, real estate yeah. agent and PCS support, and there's um, great people that are helping with lots of different things, but it's amazing how many are just willing to to help whatever that is, yeah. whether, I mean, they can be more specific as you look into it, but mm-hmm. I, I think that's what makes our community amazing is that people understand, people want to help you. Um, and you're right. I think, um, I actually have another good friend who, you know, we do some business together and then we're also friends and she's very good at having clear boundaries of when we're doing business together mm. and when we're being a friend. And that's a way of respecting our friendship. Oh, sure. And I yeah. actually appreciate that. And so you're right. When mm-hmm. you actually can say, yes, I could totally be your friend, but I'm going to respect that this is something that you're asking or that you're doing to bring an income into your home. And I feel less obligated or less guilty to ask mm. you for that help if I can support you and compensate for your time. And I think those good, clear boundaries make for better friendship. 
Oh, I totally agree. I mean, that's, and that's a hundred percent. So my own personal experience, and you asked me earlier how I found Millie, I was living in DC. We were moving to North Carolina. I found the house that, no, I, I was buying a house for sale by owner. So I wasn't working with an agent. So that got tricky real fast. But then also we had a rental property that I was trying to fire my property manager. I wasn't happy with them. Um, I was trying mm-hmm. to get rid of them and I wanted to, to sell the house, but I had so many things I needed to do. I needed to go and let the painter in. I needed to, you know, check the lights and do like a move out inspection from the last tenants, all that kind of stuff. And I was so aggravated that I had to drive from DC to come down here and do that. I was like, there should be a thing. Now I have 85 million friends here in town that I could have called and imposed upon. And they would honestly, Corey, they would have been happy to do some of the things, maybe not everything, but these are friends of mine with like three, four kids. They've got their own life. They've got their stuff going on. And I was like, I couldn't bring myself to ask for the help because I was like, no, this is your, this is your business. Like this is your property. Like you're, you're trying to do like a transaction here where there's money involved. Mm -hmm. Why in the world would I not pay somebody to help me do that? Um, but there wasn't a thing. Well, it had just started. So I was like, oh, oh my God. So I found it. I was like, I want in. I want to be a part of what you're doing. I don't care what. <laughs> I applied for like all the jobs. And luckily they hired me for something. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. It was, I'm glad it was they so hired great. you too. Because yeah, I yeah. actually, this is a great transition into talking about what you're doing on the fa- in the Facebook group. Because there's so okay. much more even in the Facebook group than I think. Maybe it's on the site too. But I've been also mm-hmm. seeing what you're doing in the Facebook group. So would you mind sharing the uh, Moving the Millie Way Facebook group and what you guys provide there? Yeah. So, um, it's, you know, it's quote another PCS group. I know you guys, there's so many out there, but, um, our entire like reason for being is we're trying to find the positive in a very, like talking about PCSing is hardly ever fun. (laughs) Like there's usually like a lot of, Oh, just angst and anxiety and stress. And we wanted to um, have a supportive space where people could come into the group, you know, ask questions about duty stations and, you know, whatever. But we also organized all of our resources into units um, to make it a little more um, consumable, right? So it's, it's, and we, we organize everything into like a PCS timeline. So if you're at this phase, which, you know, you're just hearing about, we, we call it like rumors of orders, which is like the December, January timeframe, typically. Um, okay, this is what you need. This is what we have. This is how we can help you when you want to download this ebook and this, this, and this, right? Um, and then you get into like actually digging into your duty station and all of the tips and all of the blog articles that we've done and, you know, everything kind of consolidated all in one place to kind of walk you through in a chronological way, what your PCS could look like if you're doing it quote, the Millie way, which is what we call it. So we have all of that kind of organized. We have some awesome conversations happening in the group. Um, It's not, we do have some pretty strict uh, rules around real estate agents in groups. And um, we love real estate agents. Obviously, that's our industry. That's where we're in. We take a different approach when people are looking for a professional to work with. Um, we want to take that decision off your plate. So if you, I don't know if you've ever been in a Facebook group and somebody says, Hey, I'm looking for an agent. You get like 5 million comments <laughs> of yeah. recommendations for agents, which again, that's the hustle, right? Like you've got to find business somewhere. But the problem is you might as well just open the phone book. For those of you who don't know what a phone book is, once upon a time, there was a book that you could open (laughs) and it had like everyone and there was no like way to differentiate who you were looking at. You were literally just kind of pointing and going. Um, So what we did was we want to say, hey guys, 
trust us with this one decision. We promise you that we have vetted and we have picked out fantastic agents. We have over a thousand agents across the country um, who have all met our vetting criteria and we know we'll take really good care of you. Let us handle that decision. <laughs> like it's one little thing that we can take care of um, and we'll pair you up with an agent um, in our network that will just be fantastic and amazing. So but beyond that, here are all the resources to make you a really good client. Like our agents love our clients because they come really informed and really prepared to make decisions. It's really great. So if all that going on, we also do a weekly Facebook Live series called Bayside Chats, which we're going to get you scheduled for now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> um, so we do um, Facebook Live interviews uh, to bring some calm to the chaos of a PCS. So every Wednesday, we try to go live with either, you know, a, a military spouse to do a deep dive into a duty station. So we have a library now of conversations about places like Fort Hood, where you can just kind of sit in and check out somebody who is talking about the area, the, you know, local joint, you know, to check out, you know, coffee shops and talk about the target and talk about the areas and where people live and what's the culture like and all that good stuff. Um, but then I wanted to showcase people that are thriving in a place mm -hmm. because there are always places that you hear the rumors or you hear the, you don't want to go there. or I'm so sorry. Kind of stuff. And the reality is, is you're not changing your orders, right? You got to go. So mm -hmm. let's showcase folks that are there living there doing it well um, and try to start people off on the right foot. So every week on the Facebook page, we share in the group and stuff like that too. But um, yeah, thank you. That's we, we love everything we've got going on. We have a really awesome community of people. The scouts are all in the group and they're, you know, chiming in with all of their expertise. So literally you could almost ask, I barely do any kind of adminning because the group kind of just supports itself. It's so great. So well, I personally have loved those um, Bayside chats and the the live videos. I've benefited from them. I know when we were moving here to Leavenworth, I'll be completely honest. Um, I did not handle this last PCS well. And it was mainly mm -hmm. because like you said, we had been moving so often, like on average every year and a half for like eight years. Yeah. And so when we got orders to come here to Leavenworth and it was only going to be for a year, I think mm -hmm. I about lost my mind. Yeah. Um, and it was so nice, honestly, to go back through the Facebook group and find that Bayside chat about Fort Leavenworth. And I felt mm -hmm. so much more prepared. Like it was honestly nice to know that there's not a target immediately in town that I'm going to have to drive <laughs> to that target. But there was also so much positivity. There was, right. yes, there's not a target in town, but you do have a Walmart. That's one thing. But there's all these great little boutique -y places and don't miss mm -hmm. out on, you know, this shop that's owned by a military spouse and yeah. this coffee shop over here and all these things that um, I would have honestly had such a negative time with because I wasn't going to have access to what was familiar. Right. And yet here was somebody boots on the ground who was saying, mm -hmm. yeah, but you know, there's so much local here that you will enjoy a season of, of just local mom and pop shops that are doing it well. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it made my PCS better. Um, and you're right. Like I, I think that I had this thought last night because I was in, I was at a coffee and everybody's getting their PCS orders and everybody's asking, where are you going? And I had this thought, like, what is the appropriate response to when somebody has, um, somebody gets their PCS orders? Because I think that we immediately go, oh, you're going to love it there. And we should get them <laughs> to that place. But I had this right. thought yesterday that we sometimes need to pause and go, how do you feel about that? Right. Yeah. And give them yeah. 
sometimes that place to grieve or have anxiety or um, express or vent whatever they might need to vent based mm-hmm. on what they're going through. But I think that you're absolutely right that you have to then experience that feeling, but then start digging Mm -hmm. yourself out of that pit and using those resources to put you more in that positive space that it doesn't have to be terrible. There are some um, assignments that are going to be more difficult than others, but um, we need to have that positivity in order to help us cope with this very, very challenging thing that we have to do in active duty. Yeah. I mean, I will tell you, like I was definitely way more averse and, uh, not feeling any kind of, I'm a homebody. I'd be happy to stay at Fort Bragg forever and ever. Amen. Like I don't (laughs) want to go anywhere. (laughs) And I was really nervous. Um, I've always been nervous about any duty station that anybody brings up, but I had the the opportunity to write all the installation guides and by learning and having all that information and hearing firsthand from people, no, this place is awesome because blah, blah. And everyone would always say it took me like six months, eight months to really kind of find my groove here. But once I did, I don't want to leave. I'm like, how do we accelerate that? How do we get people to find their groove like from day one, maximize their quality of life from day one, get people excited about the thing? Because what do you, the things you hear in the Facebook groups are typically the negative stuff, right? Like you're always going to hear like, oh, I don't live there or whatever. But the deal is like, if we can get people excited, uncover, we do hidden gem section every week when we talk, like what are the hidden gems that took you a while to find, but you wish you had known about from day one? Mm-hmm. help somebody else out like give them that leg up um so it's, that's really what we're trying to do i mean most people even most places they'll find that they find their community they find their groove and they enjoy it and they're sad to leave so figuring that out ahead of time is huge well, Kelly, I'm so thankful for what you're doing and how hard you've worked. And I know this is a team effort. It's not just you, but mm-hmm. I'm yeah. so glad that you joined the team because you bring um, just honestly so much positivity, like you said, and um, and talent to Millie. And so I'm thankful for um, how you're helping us all adapt, especially those of us who don't adapt quickly. And so um, <laughs> if people want to find out more about Millie, if they want to check out how they can find a scout or the real estate agents or any of the other the resources on the website. Um, tell everybody how they can get connected. Yes. Well, our home base is gomillie.com and it's M-I-L-L-I-E. Um, we have everything kind of anchored there. We're all over social media. We've got a Facebook page and the handle is gomillie on Facebook. And then you'll find the Facebook page or the group, I'm sorry, attached to that. We also have a YouTube channel where we're keeping um, kind of archiving all of the Bayside chats. Um, I feel pretty confident you could just Google Bayside chat, uh, maybe tag Millie on there and, and we'll pop up and you can just scroll through and hopefully find your duty station. If you guys have requests for, for experts or topics or duty stations, just let me know and I'll make it happen. Thank you for listening to the Life Giver podcast. If you're enjoying these episodes, please share the podcast with other service couples that may benefit from the show. If you're feeling especially grateful, head on over to patreon.com forward slash life giver or find the link in today's show notes where for just a couple of dollars, you can help breathe life into more service families. If you'd like more information about me or Life Giver, head on over to coreyweathers.com or life-giver.org. Yeah,